Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. Welcome to I Work For Him as we broadcast you from Hurt, Virginia, courtesy of a partnership with Pocket Testament League. Molly Yoder and I work for him. We are your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We are. And listeners, I want to encourage you to go out to our website, IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. IWorkForHim.com. I feel like today you might want to find our book list because this is um, a place where you can go and find resources that might help you in your journey, whatever that might be. And one of the highlights on our book list, Jim, I think that's really appropriate for today is Every Job a Parable and just the conversation um, that that book brings to the table of whether you're an electrician and the the attributes of God that you bring into the world by by connecting power and, you know, just the things that that book has to offer. But just letting you know, listeners, we have this book list out there for a reason. It's our recommended reading list and you just might enjoy it. Iworkforhim.com. So like I said, we're on location in Hurt, Virginia, and we're on location at Faith Christian Academy and Miss Molly Yoder with the Pocket Testament League online at ptl.org. Molly, you brought us here. What is it about education that you want to make sure we captured today? What was it about Christian education that you want to make sure we talk about today? Why are we here? Oh, well, I am so glad that you guys are here. I am a Faith Christian Academy parent, and we just did the uh, the school shop for our little one. And um, because I am part of the I Work for Him Nation, I was passionate about making sure that the education process was equipping our kids for their future, not just as a, an employee, but as a Christ follower and someone that's going to represent him in the workplace. And so when we um, when we found Faith Christian Academy... You're talking we would be... Leonard and I, That's my right. husband and I, um, when we found Faith Christian Academy, we walked in, we knew that they got it, um, that they are, they are, I work for him, nation people. They understand that what we are doing is more than just reading, writing, and arithmetic. It's really about equipping these students for uh, living so on purpose. Reading, writing, arithmetic, and relationship. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's the four. That. There oh, you go. The four. Ba- All right, let's patent that. Um, so yeah, so um, ever the marketer. <laughs> yes. So um, so yeah, so I was so excited when I knew you guys were going to be in our neck of the woods for you to meet uh, Scott and Lisa, the administrators here at Faith Christian Academy, and hear a little bit of their heart for how they are um, instilling I work for him values into students starting in preschool. I mean, what an amazing thing. And while Molly brought us here, we also, Martha, get a chance to speak to the elementary and preschool kids yes. and the middle school and high school. Yes, they very have, fun. They have no idea. They probably should have previewed us before they invited us <laughs> in here to speak. You know, it's nice to be in Virginia this time of year because it's just so beautiful. out. We're actually in Hurt, Virginia. I, I don't... You know, just you'd love to know where the etymology of that name came from, but we're not going to have time to ask that today. But we are on location at Faith Christian Academy in Hurt, Virginia, and we're going to just talk education, Christian education, and we're going to hear from a couple of administrators. And you know, if the, for those of you out there listening who are parents of kids in a private school, be nice to your teachers. <laughs> be, be nice <laughs> and to administrators, administrators. Because, <laughs> yes. because they have a really hard job. And and I was one of those teachers once. And I'm still going to counseling, so be nice to the teachers. All right, so we're talking education today. We're having a great time talking education, and it's because teachers feed into our kids in such at such a high level. They have such a powerful influence. Mm-hmm. We need to celebrate what they do, and administrators. They're the ones that are corralling, they're, they're corralling all the finances behind you. They're hiring, they're firing, they're getting all this stuff done. 
they're the unsung heroes of education. And so we're going to hear from some, some of them today. We've got in the studio today Lisa Moore. She's the assistant administrator of elementary principal and Scott Bowes, but he's not related to that family. Because if he was, we'd have really brand new speakers. And our headphones would be even nicer, right? Scott Scott Bose (laughs) is the head of school, and these guys are here at Faith Christian Academy. Scott and Lisa, welcome to I Work for Him. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so I just want to let me just ask this question and get started. At what point in time did you realize, Lisa, that you didn't have to be a missionary or a pastor in order to be significant in the kingdom? That God loved your work, just doing what you were doing. Well, I was saved at an early age, but it was more of a process, and it was in my senior year when I went to a conference, and I gave my life to the Lord 100%, but it wasn't really until I was in college when I the verses in Romans 12, 1, be living example, a holy sacrifice, mm-hmm. and then Colossians 3, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for men, that I was given the freedom to do whatever, and I was excited about that. I loved education, um, and so my passion was teaching. And so that's how I came to realize that every day I get to serve God. Mm. So how long have you been in education? 35 years. So you got in, and you figured you liked it, and you stayed? Yes, I did. That's fantastic. All right, Scott Bowes, what about you? At what point in time did you realize you didn't have to be a pastor or a missionary to be significant in the kingdom, that you could be an administrator of a school, and that mattered too? I don't know. I think the first time that I realized that um, um, education was an option was as I was going into college. Because prior to that, I was in youth group and doing all those things, and being a missionary, being a pastor was the thing Mm -hmm. that you would do to be in ministry. And so as I entered into college and I began to go into a program for which I thought was the right program, someone encouraged me to go to education. And from that point on, it was all history at that point. So my degree is elementary ed and then eventually moved into administration. And so as people came into my life that encouraged me along my talents and my abilities, um, that led me into what God wanted me to do. Even though I thought it was different, broader, um, a different role, education, Christian education became um, the thing for me and and God. Mm. You know, that's so powerful. And um, I think that it's amazing that you both have that perspective so that you can share, you know, with the students that are under you and the teachers um, to see that this is your calling, mm-hmm. that this is where God purposefully and purpose and perfectly equipped you for what you're doing right now. Without so thanks, a doubt. thanks for sharing that. All right. So let's let's look at this. You guys are feeding into students every day. I mean, you guys have a mission field. I mean, how many kids are at school here? Just over 100. Just over 100 kids. But you got 100 kids you're feeding into through your staff each and every day. You guys are interacting with them. What's the most fun about, I mean, I know there's some downsides too because you're dealing with parents like us. Uh, But what what are some of, what's the biggest upside of working with different kids? Because every year the classes are a little bit different. What's the biggest upside about the educational process, being involved in Christian education? We'll ask Lisa first, ladies first. So um, I guess I love the differences of each of the kids. I love um, some of them are ready to to branch out into new ideas. Others aren't sure. So talking through them um, with them about ideas, all of that is just great fun. And that's my passion, I guess, is um, school counseling and kind of leading and guiding them, you know, the next step. Um, but, you know, just even day in and day out, the joys of the things that they say and you learn and you grow from them as well. Mm. 
That's very good. Scott, what about you? For for me, it's the possibility. And I think um, as I was growing up, especially through middle school, there were some folks that saw the possibility in me and begin to grow that. And as I went into education and stuff like that, and all the places that I've been have been, is there a possibility here for God to work and grow up someone that can do something more than I or better than I and even greater than anyone else has done, especially in the realm of, of promoting the gospel in the places that we've been. So possibility is what drives me every day. Is there a possibility here in this conversation, in this classroom, in this discussion with mom and dad that would promote something that would further the gospel? Mm. You know, so especially in, in elementary, actually all the way through education in all levels, students are always thinking like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And so how are you having those conversations with them and talking to them about whether it is that they want to be a pastor or a missionary or a fireman or a snowplow driver or a veterinarian, whatever it is, how are you helping them to see that that's what God maybe made them to be and to kind of own it? Well, I think, first of all, you know, we always talk about what you want to do when you grow up, but mm-hmm. it is what you want to, what do you want to be and mm-hmm. be as a person in Jesus Christ, their character. And so if we get that, and so in elementary, you know, we focus on character qualities mm-hmm. and that's going to be important, whatever you do, wherever you go. Right. And so then um, Scott kind of carries that on and has developed into the five pillars and is focusing chapel time and conversations um, along those lines. You want to tell them about the five pillars? Yeah, so yeah. what is that? Um, our five pillars are kind of the way of visualizing sort of what we're trying to accomplish within our students in, in lieu of asking that question of what do you want to be? Because there are some foundational pieces that um, I think whether the secular world or the the um, the Christian world, if you will, needs our students to, to have qualities um, um as they go out. And Mm -hmm. so our first one, and this comes from that emotional intelligence type um, um, studies and things like that. But our five pillars are basically the grit is the first one, which means we need to understand how to work hard and that God has called us to work. That was, that comes out of Genesis. We're called to, to work. Mm -hmm. Um, And whether we're a student or employed in a job, um, our job needs to be done well and, and well for a number of reasons. Some of that's for personal gain in the sense of supporting ourselves, but also to glorify the Lord because that's what he's called us to do. Growth mindset is that part where we're going to say, um, depending on um, um, the challenge or the, the situation, can we push through that? Do we have um, the, the wherewithal to push through beyond the hardships or the difficulties that are happening in our lives. And that starts, you know, that starts very young nowadays for mm-hmm. sure in some big ways, but all the way through life. So do you have a growth mindset that says, I think I can do this. Can I, can I push through and persevere beyond what's in front of me? And so kind of the endurance sort of thing. Self-management is one of those things where, um, Encouraging students and trying to help them understand how to manage their own emotions, how to handle their own um, you know, talents, abilities, these kind of things, to be productive citizens, basically, as they move out. And that could be locally, that could be um, globally, that could be in a lot of different ways. I was stop you there. So you're in a school environment. You've got over 100 kids. Self-management. So when a kid struggles with self-management, how do you guys uh, help them to understand consequences? Because we're growing up in a world today where kids don't understand consequences a lot of times. Uh, they live a consequence-free life until they get out into the real world and they realize there's consequences. How do you guys uh, help them to be good self-managers? Like, What kind of <laughs> discipline do you guys use in order to help shape their character? Well, I think one of the things that I just, I've really enjoyed, and it sometimes... 
um, can be overlooked in our athletic programs where we go, because you're a great athlete, you kind of come in when, you know, you arrive because we need you and you come in or you start playing or you give your best effort when you want to. Um, what our athletic director has done is really encouraged and press students to be here on time, to show forth their best effort all the time, mm-hmm. um, just because they're part of a team. And that takes a management of their time and their, their equipment and all that kind of stuff to do that. And so in our athletic program, to me, is the most tangible at the moment that I can sure. give an example of that goes, we expect you as an athlete and a student to be here and do the things that you're supposed to do kind of thing. So an expectation and then protocol that goes All right. that. So grit, growth mindset, self-management, what are the last two social, pillars? Social awareness is the next one. And social awareness is basically the, the idea that as I look at other people, I see the worth and value in those or in that individual, and I'm going to do everything I can to help them improve or to encourage or to, to be assistance to them um, and not a, a negative, hmm. basically, which is kind of the attitude thing and how we respond to people that are look different or, or um, speak differently or something like that to me. Um, I look at that as an opportunity to, for me to understand them and then to improve their life, not just mine, um, a, as I interact with them. And then social, or I'm sorry, self-efficacy is basically the idea that um, I am willing to, to make the changes. I am willing to make the changes necessary to be better at who I am and what I'm doing, but also to better the environment around me. Mm. And I'm willing to take those risks, basically, to do that. And sometimes risk... Um, um, evasion is more of the the standard than yeah, it is. Risk aversion, absolutely. All right, so grit, growth mindset, self-management, social awareness, and self-efficacy. I, I love the fact that you've got that and to understand all those things, but, I mean, those are concepts that everybody, mm-hmm. could, not just students, that every adult. Exactly. There's a lot of adults that need to learn that stuff too. Yep. All right, so let's get back to adulthood. You guys are administering in a in a educational environment, Lisa Moore, and this, there's days that it's not so easy, um, it, whether for whatever reason it might be. How do you keep your focus on Jesus when you're so busy administering? Hmm. Well, I, I think there are different ways. Um, it's being in constant prayer, walking through the hallways, praying for the issues that are before me. Um, but it's just in a, in a mindset. It's preparing my heart when I before I come to school. It's walking in truth throughout um, it's reminders through chapel and, you know, all throughout the day, just the way we get to pray with students, um, talk with them, share scripture. Those are all ways that we get to, um, show them Jesus. And, and when they lie down, when they rise up throughout the day, as it says in Deuteronomy. And how are you able to then also instill that in the teachers? You know, cause I think, um, you know, are you able to then encourage them in their daily walk as well? I think one of the ways we do that is through um, professional development time, but also through our daily devotional time uh, that we have with them. We connect all together each day, except for Thursday. So four out of the five days, we're connecting with them and praying together. Um, and not Thursdays because well, that's it's a day, a chapel that, day, right? It's a chapel day, but it's, it's so they're <laughs> getting ready give for God uh, off. I just want to, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> yeah. take a day off. <laughs> so those formal things that we have in place yeah. are just that they're formal things. It's not the relationship is ongoing, just it is right. you know with one another here. It's our relationship with Jesus is all the time. It's not in those formal things. So just because we take a day off from devotions doesn't mean that they're. They're preparing and how they prepare and giving them time. That's all ways we honor God. Right. So beautiful. 
So, Scott, what about for you? I mean, it's easy to get caught up. You're, you're an administrator. You love the details. You you, you got a lot of things. Dr- well, you love it. Uh, well, well, okay. <laughs> Put words in his mouth there, Jim. <laughs> that's where, you, that's where you ended up, so you must be good at the details. Let me always put it that way. So you're good at the details. But getting so caught up in the operation, do you have a hard time every once in a while just stepping back and going, oh, this is why I'm here. I'm here to reach kids for Christ. Do, do you ever struggle getting that, right. keeping that mindset? Well, it's, I, I think um, – in this role, and and I think in any role, as a believer, there's always a time for you to go, is this really worth it? And um, some of that boils down to being a parent as well in the sense of going, is it really worth doing us because the world continues to attack and do it? But you have to. You have to stay the course, and you have to press forward um, even through those times for which are not very very pleasant, if mm-hmm. you will. We're on location of Faith Christian Academy in Hurt, Virginia. And, you know, courtesy of Molly Yoder at the Pocket Testament League, as you heard from her at the beginning of the show today, we're so grateful for that partnership. And we're talking with Scott Bowes and Lisa Moore. And, Scott, I was finishing up with you at the last segment. I had a, I kind of ran out of time. I want to make you talk about your passion here. Talk about that keeping that focus right between church and school and and. How do you pull this all together? How do you keep the focus where the focus needs to be? Well, I think part of it is the team. It's it's the people that are around me as an administrator and um, those folks that come alongside to, to pick up the pieces for which I am not strong at or that I don't do well. And then we move ahead in, in sort of a, um, a, a in sync sort of a way. That in addition, without the singing part, without the singing part, yeah, exactly. No but, in sync. <laughs> um, but in addition to that, there's also the partnerships that I think are so vitally important. And as we see um, churches come alongside for different reasons to support us, whether it's an activity that we're doing or an activity they're doing, um, businesses that come along to help us understand what we're doing well to help our graduates become the employees that they want, um, and then of course with parents coming along and 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 the, and the parents and their. Um, their their um, desires for their kids change as well, and we got to be adapt to what what's going on with them, what they desire for their kids to do, and and I think the other part too, along with that whole conglomeration, is we're training kids um, and raising them up and graduating them into jobs that we have never experienced before, sure. and that really requires everybody to be on the same page. And so my passion is that um, we can get everybody on the same page, and that's a, that's a tall order, I understand, but yep, if we can work sure. toward that, um, we can do a lot together. You know, one of the things I love and I hope our listeners are hearing from this conversation is the intentionality that goes into the education, exactly. because I think a lot of times we think it's just like, go to school, do the schoolwork, get home, do the Reading, homework, writing, get, and you know, then do it all over again, over right, and again. Right. But there's, I'm hearing so much intentionality. So Lisa, will you share with us? You said there's a couple of programs you guys, that guys have that's really practical. Why don't you tell us about those? So I appreciate you use the word intentionality because mm-hmm. that's what it takes from everybody, from teachers, from parents, uh, church, everybody working together. Um, but we've um, had a J term uh, one week in January where we intentionally give the students an opportunity to explore other areas besides the academic areas for our sixth graders through 10th graders. Okay. And then our juniors and seniors, there's an intense time of preparing them for the work world and also an opportunity to go out and say, hey, I want to be a lawyer. Let me go see what that is like. And so they go and they either say, uh, that's not what I thought, or, yeah, I really want to do this. We've had some go to the hospital and say, yes, I love being in all the different departments. Mm. And so that's really what I want to pursue. Instead of waiting until they get to, to college, and I, you know, there are a lot of them who are not sure, and especially right. in our culture, in our changing culture this day and age, 
there are so many different opportunities. So yeah. they have to be, you know, critical thinkers and, and so they can explore this time and they absolutely love it. So they're like going out, you've arranged like for them to shadow somebody for yes. a week or something like that. Yes. Wow. Really hands on. It is. It's incredible experience. We would really love to expand it to longer periods of time. Mm -hmm. um, some of those fields are a little di bit difficult for insurance sure. reasons, but yes. You know, you think about it though, and how many students, they're two years into college before they determined yes. that this was a really bad direction to right. go in. So, you saved them thousands of dollars. Yes. Well, well, and what about that? Because not every kid is... is destined for college not every that's kid. exactly so right how do you plug how do you identify those kids that are really gifted with their hands gifted with fixing things gifted with designing things how do you how are you plugging them in to prepare them for that do you guys have tech schools around here or? we do okay. so we have um, a trade school right here in town um, vti and um, they are looking for kids and we have them go on hvac trucks or electrical people or awesome. uh, carpentry we even have a little carpentry uh, class coming up here in january and so they get to explore that. And so it is okay for God to use you as an electrician. And it's an right. amazing opportunity. Yes. So I can go on and That's on about right. that. <laughs> Sorry. Wonderful just, program. Just want to make sure. I mean, you've got a plan because every kid is different and not yes. every kid is destined for college. Yes. Scott Bowles, Lisa Moore, thank you so much for being, thank for you. hosting us here at Faith Christian Academy and for being on I Work For Him today. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate you've been listening it. to I Work For Him with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iWorkForHim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at iWorkForHim to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at iWorkForHim and online iWorkForHim.com. I work the number 4 him.com